0: During this week's CU Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from quarterback Sefo Lufau, cornerback Kenneth Crawley, and head coach Mike McIntyre.
1: Sefo, um, do you think in these past two weeks you've seen the offense maybe take a big step forward in their productivity?
0: Yes and no. You know, I think that we've done some things a lot better than we have been in the beginning of the season, but you know, I think that we're still not uh, executing at the level that we want to.
2: So uh, talk about the running game, and obviously you've been missing Michael Atkins for several weeks. Um, you don't know when you're going to get him back, but do you feel like there's any getting some flow in there at all with Phillip? And you know, Christian's been not having a whole lot of carries lately. Has it been tough trying to get something going, not really knowing who's going to be on each night?
0: You know, I, I don't think it really depends on who is running the ball. You know, I think that, um, you know, each back has the ability to, you know, break big runs, and, you know, we just have to be more. I guess consistent in being able to execute uh, at all positions because if one guy doesn't, <clears throat> you know, hit the right block in terms of, you know, the run game, then, you know, the whole play can fall apart. And, um, you know, just got to be able to, you know, hit our block, hit our fit, so it gives our running back a, um, a better hold to run through. You kind of
3: talked about it. What specifically would you like to improve on offense?
0: Uh, I think just overall just executing. I think twice in the second half I think we had um, a third and three and a third and four. Um, and then I think we had two false starts, um, which puts you back at third and eight, third and nine, or whatever it is. And so um, those, those really hurt because, you know, third and three and third and four, there's, there's a lot in the playbook that you can do. And then when you move back to third and seven, third and eight, um, third and plus, um, you know, it, it's a lot harder to, you know, get a first down and um, keep the chains moving. So I think um, just limiting mistakes on our own, our own half that uh, ultimately hurts us. When you look at Oregon State on film. Uh, what do you see from them? Where do you think you guys can kind of uh, expose them? Yeah, yeah. Oregon State's a really good team. You know, I think they've got um, good players in, in every position, and you know, I think we we see a couple things um, in the run and the pass game um, that we can, I guess, hit them with. And so, uh, it just comes down to executing, because um, I think that you know, if we even last week, if we would have executed, um, could have been a different outcome. And so. Um, it just comes down to executing and uh, being able to, you know, make the plays at the right time. How frustrating was it uh, last week when the defense is getting stop after stop? You guys have that seven-point lead, but you couldn't extend it. Yeah, very frustrating. You know, I think it goes back to limiting mistakes on ourselves, penalties, uh, holdings, uh, false starts, and. Uh, not converting on third down, and it's it's definitely really frustrating because it wasn't just one person. It's just it was uh, you know everyone I guess taking their own turn to um, have a mental mistake, and you know we just got to be able to you know fix those and be able to come back this week and take away those um, mistakes that we can control.
2: So you guys haven't thrown to the tight end a lot, but it seems like when you do, you hit some big passes. Is that something you'd like to see a little bit more
0: of? Uh, yeah, I think I'd like to. I guess have him more open. You know, I think he's he's bailed me out twice now. um, Speaking of Sean, and uh, you know he's he's a great target for us, and um, you know we we don't want anyone to you know overlook him because he hasn't gotten the ball, but you know he's done a really good job of making plays for us, and um, you know I expect him to keep making plays this week upcoming. Steph, obviously, we all
1: know that they're on a fourteen-game conference losing streak. Do you believe losing is Something that can seep into a team's DNA, and
0: if so, what's the cure? I don't know if it could seep into a team's DNA, but I think people can fall into a, um, a lull or a rhythm of, you know, uh, this is the norm. So I guess that is kind of what you're saying, but um, it can. It can kind of feel like the norm, which is, um, you know, really frustrating, and you, and you don't want uh, anyone to ever feel that way. And so <clears throat> I don't think that's what this team is feeling. You know, a lot of guys are really upset after games and you know we want to win and you know coming so close you know I think even though um, these are close games you know I think that there's things that we can do that are in our control to kind of negate you know what the other team is doing against us.
1: On that note and I know you guys see every game as a winnable game but do you see this Oregon State game as I guess a greater opportunity to maybe end the losing
0: streak? I think every game is a great opportunity to end a losing streak. You know, I don't think that any team sucks in the Pac-12. You know, every team is a great team. Every team has great players, uh, Division One athletes. And so uh, we have to come ready to play. If you don't come ready to play, especially at an away game, um, they could get up on you early and um, get their crowd behind them. And then, you know, it'd be really hard to dig yourself out of that hole.
4: Well, is it just a matter for you guys to just keep pushing
0: and pushing until you finally do get a break and come out with a win? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> you know, you always got to keep pushing and keep fighting until uh, you get that breakthrough, and then even then to not be satisfied uh, and, and go for more. You know, I don't think that anyone here on this team is satisfied uh, with coming close, and uh, it's it's definitely frustrating, you know, from top to bottom. You know, everyone in this building is, is pretty frustrated with how we've been playing, and so um, we just just take it this week, one game at a time, and one uh, we'll practice at a time so that, you know, we can be ready for Oregon State on Saturday.
1: So, both quarterbacks often have, like, a trust level with their receivers just because it's guys you've been throwing to a lot, Nelson and Shea. I guess where's your trust level with a guy like Bryce? Obviously he's coming off a six-catch performance, but he's going to maybe step in and possibly be targeted more this weekend. Is this a chance for you to and him to kind of increase that trust level this week?
0: Uh, I don't think so. You know, I think that I've trusted him this whole time, um, which is why I, I, I kind of disagree. You know, I, I've trusted bubble this whole time, you know, ever since I've been here with him freshman year. And uh, he's a great receiver, and um, I expect him to go out there and make big plays because, you know, he's a great receiver. And um, it's kind of what is expected of him. and He expects it of himself, and he definitely has the ability to
5: do so.
6: Except for the follow-up on <clears throat> the question whether you look at this as like, a you know, winnable game, A a winless team in the conference. But they're going to be desperate for a conference win too. I'm sure you've played in other games where you guys were on your feet, were winless in the conference, and the other team was winless in the conference, and both teams are looking at it as an opportunity to break the string. What's the emotion like on both sides of the line of scrimmage in a game like that? Maybe the word desperate is too strong a word, but both teams are really anxious to end losing streaks. What's it like on the field and the
0: emotion in a game like that? You know, I think every t- uh, every team will be desperate for a win if, if you don't have one, especially in conference. And both teams are going to go out there and definitely try their best to get the win because uh, it'll help them I guess try and kickstart the second half uh, the rest of the season because I think there's only six games left, um, well for us at least. And so uh, there's there's little room for error um, left in the season. And you know, for us especially, this is a really important game. You know, not because of who we're playing, but because of how many games are left and um, of what we want to accomplish.
6: An unrelated question, that you said Sean has bailed you out a couple of times. Could you kind of set the scene in both plays? What, what? Because if he's bailing you out, I'm guessing that maybe you're saying he wasn't the primary receiver necessarily. But in, in, in any event, that, how did he bail you out? Describe those two
0: plays and how. Um. Actually, really similar plays. Um, One was against ASU, and one was against Arizona, and um, both were seams down the middle. And uh, the backside safety didn't want to take the corner route uh, on the backside, and um, Sean ended up just going out and uh, pick, uh, not picking off the ball, uh, catching the ball over the defensive back. Um, That's kind of what I mean, bailing me out. Um, It wasn't the worst read in the world, but. Um, I definitely think there was a better option uh, kind of going back on film. But, you know, he went out there and he, he made an athletic play, which is just which is rare for him. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Anything else for Seppo? Okay, thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, questions for Ken Crawley. Okay. Kenneth, this is your
6: senior season, the second half of your senior season, and there's this conference losing streak kind of. Hanging over this program, kind of talk about how you're trying to get the underclassmen
5: to help you guys like, snap that streak before you get out of here. Um, um, I just keep keep on encouraging them. I mean, like I, I tell them every day, like you got to grow up. Um, I experienced some bad times my freshman year, and um, it's, it's it's nothing similar to their situation. They just got to grow up and just play ball. I mean, they came to the Pac-12 to play. I mean, I, I think it's the best conference. Uh, in a country, so you just gotta play ball and just gotta um, go out there and play. Obviously, you guys
0: struggled a little bit when Arizona brought in the, the run first quarterback. Uh, this week, you face another run first quarterback. What kind of positives can you take from watching that film against Arizona?
5: Um, a lot. Um, well, these three week, past three weeks, the quarterbacks been like similar. And um, one of our defensive goals is to stop the run. And um, we feel like the coaches gave us the right plays, um, put us in a great position to stop those plays. It's, we didn't execute. Um, um, we, we, we didn't clog up the gaps we were supposed to. And we, didn't have, we had the wrong pursuit angles. And mm-hmm. now we're taking it in consideration of getting better and um, just watching film more. And the coaches trying to put the best players in position to make them plays.
1: When you're on a losing streak like this, can losing sort of seep into a team's identity or their DNA? And if so, how does the team cure it?
5: um, um we, We're very frustrated right now, but I mean, we just got to keep playing. We believe in ourselves. Coach Mack believes in us, and we're just gonna keep striving for greatness. Uh, we we you know at any any good time we we can knock any team off. We we as better better as those teams and. Um, we just gotta keep fighting.
4: Can I see you as a guy that puts in extra work and things like that? Can you explain to us how hungry you are as a senior and leader of this
5: team? Um, I'm very hungry. Um, what I experienced the last three years, um, wasn't, um, wasn't what I expected coming here. Um, I was a high-profile, uh, player coming out of high school, and I wanted those bowl games and those. Those good, those gifts and stuff like that, championships and those things, because I came from a, a good, good high school that won championships. But I mean, s- kind of seeing our team progress over the years, um, it's, it's been exciting, and that, that's what I want to see. Um, um, I came, I mean, I switched like views of like, as, like noticing the team and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. as long as we getting better um, for the future, I'm all, with, I'm for it. <laughs>
4: You guys can do this year to show that the team is making progress for the future.
5: Um, just keep battling. Um, I feel like we're doing a good. We're showing some glimpses uh, like what we could do. Um, this defense is new. Um, um, with Coach Lovey, he's doing a great job of implementing it and um, throwing a lot of new things at us. And offense just keep improving. We know we could we can be a team uh, offense that that can score like 50 points a game because we have those weapons and defense we got. Um, incredible players, and um, with the new facility, it's going to bring bring a lot of good guys in here. And we just like we sat set setting the stage for the future, and I feel like it's going good.
1: Kenneth talked about the challenge of facing a dual threat quarterback. Obviously, in the Arizona game, they made a quarterback switch that really sort of changed the game. And this week with Oregon State, you're going to face another quarterback who's. Ability to run might be equal or even better than his ability to beat you through the air. Talk about, I guess, the challenge facing you. What you learned from last week and can it help
5: you this week? Um, I feel like they they run a, a similar plays than the team from last uh, similar plays than Arizona, and I feel like we just got to play. I mean, our coaches, I mean, our corner coach, 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 clock just tell us just plaster our receiver. He crossed the line. We just got to pursue and tackle. Um, so um we just gotta read our keys and play them play better. You kind of
6: talked about it before what you want from this <coughs> team, what do you expect from this team going forward this
5: season? Excuse me?
6: What do you expect from this team going forward this
5: season? Um, just keep believing in themselves. Um I feel out like at this point, um we don't need we, we don't need no no uh no talk, no no like pre-game talking stuff. We just gotta go out there and just do our job and execute. Um, there's no it's no other way to say it. I mean, that's what we got to do. We, we grown men now. We came to school just to play uh, D1 f- football, so we just got to play.
3: Any more questions for Ken? No. Okay. It. Oregon State, um, this weekend presents um, a big problem. Their quarterback, Seth Collins, is a excellent runner, um, really good athlete, has um, excellent speed, um, has Done a good job as a, as a true freshman, and uh, he's a, a, an excellent weapon. And they've also got um, Storm Woods, I think, is an excellent running back. Um, um, they, they do a good job in their in the running game. Uh, and uh, defensively, they, they play extremely hard foul over the place, and um, they, they do a good job attacking you with different blitzes and do a lot of good things there, um, aggressive style. Um, the defense coordinator was at Utah for a long time, had done a really good job there. So um, I know Gary We um, from our days in the WAC, um, and uh, he's an excellent football coach. So I'll take any questions at this time.
2: Coach, last week you guys uh, used the fullback a lot more than you have so far this year, and uh, some two tight end sets. Are those things uh, some of you feel like you'll use going forward to try to get the running
3: game going a little bit, especially with Michael and Um Yes, that was something. And we felt like their scheme of defense, the three-three-five with the five nickelbacks and the line, more linebacker types, that a physical more presence would help us run the ball. And it did give us some opportunities to run the ball a little bit better. Um, and so we felt like that would help us in last week's game. And that's something that we'll do. But last week's game, um, personnel-wise, gave us a little bit better matchup, we thought.
1: Like I asked uh, Seppo and Ken this. Um, can losing seep into a team's DNA? And if so, what's the cue?
3: I don't think it can slip into the DNA. I think it's just uh, um, uh, you know tough things to overcome. You know, losing, really, uh, the lows of losing are lower than the highs of winning. You've probably heard that a million times. Um, and uh, so I think that, that you have to bounce back it's a um, you know look deeper into your soul so to speak Um, and then you know just you got to find ways to sometimes a a win just falls in your lap sometimes Um, and uh, but uh, you have to find ways to win and and to finish off and I think it breeds um, excitement and enthusiasm but it all goes back truly to you know technique and X's and O's and blocking and tackling and making plays and not making plays. And uh, so those are the type of things you have to be able to execute and do under pressure, and we have to do a a good job of coaching it, and the young men have to do a good job of playing in those situations.
1: A lot of kids who come into your program are coming from maybe successful backgrounds where they've never experienced a 14-game conference losing streak, whether it's in football or basketball or PPE football or whatever. So do you feel like... Maybe some of the younger kids in the program struggle with the losing and your role as head coach, how
3: do you get them through? Um, yeah, I, I would hope they would struggle with the losing. Um, if they don't, then you're, you're not going to be able to get them out of it. They, it needs to hurt them. It needs to be something that, you know, you put, you put a lot of time and effort into trying to do something and do it well. Um, it should hurt when you're not as successful at it as you'd like to be. So I think that that's, uh, um, hopefully that is in their makeup that, that it, the losing does hurt them and they want to keep, keep working to overcome
4: it. Which I had a former coach Gary Barnett on my show, my radio show, and he said it's just a matter of like you're pumping a well, and you got to just keep pumping and pumping until you hit water. Do you do kind of feel that way that you're just a few pumps away, and you got to just keep pumping until you finally get the, the taste of Pac-12 win?
3: Uh, yes, it is. It's a it's a, a process, and sometimes the processes come quicker, and, and others sometimes it, it takes longer. Um, and when you when you kind of hit the hit the water. Or, hit the oil or whatever you want to say um... you know it's a it's a great feeling and a, a, and you know it gives them a inspiration to keep moving on keep going forward but at the time you know you have to keep um, chopping wood however you want to see you gotta keep hammering the nail you know all the different cliches. <coughs> um... if you stop then you have no chance and that goes with anything in life um, you have to just keep taking, taking one step at a time and keep going forward could you
6: talk about the psychological Dynamic of this week—it's only human nature to look at a team that's winless in the conference and say this is a winnable game. We really need this is—we really need to step up and get this one. But the other team's doing the same thing. Both teams are winless in the conference. What is that psychology like uh, in both locker rooms, and and what's it like on the field? Is there a, a sort of a, a desperation on both sides when a game like that begins? Both teams looking at it. This is a winnable game, um, but the other team is
3: looking at it the same way. Well, you you would um, I know on our side, and I know Gary on his side hopes that his team and our team looks at every game as a winnable game, um, and and you have to you you see it happen every week in college football and pro football and other sports, um, um, but you know I guess all that if you. Looked at it that the way you're saying to look at it, every team saying, well, you know, everybody's telling me you should win this game. This is a great chance for you. If you don't win this game, uh-oh, all that kind of stuff, which um, really is just talk. <laughs> it's all that is. You have to show up and play every game and do it and, uh, um, and find a way to win the football game. Um, you know, with, with us not winning some and them not winning some, I guess you put a little bit extra – there's extra um, – we're just you, just asking the question, puts the extra effort into it, the extra uh, um, emphasis on it, I guess.
6: Coach, is there any? Ch- are you still expecting both Michael Atkins and, and uh, Addison Gillum back at some point this season? Is there any chance either of them would be eligible for? A,
3: a um, Addison Gillum's going to get operated on again Friday. He's out for the year, so um, which is very, very, um, very sad. So he'll get a redshirt year and. and uh, Michael Atkins um, is not quite ready yet. We'll find out more at the end of this week.
2: Coach, as, as you guys watch film and have your meetings, how much evaluation do you do as a staff about the job you guys are doing and the, uh, the position you guys are putting your players in to be successful?
3: Um, all of it. <laughs> you know, we do that continually and uh, dissect what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, you know, and then each week you have different guys on the field because different guys are injured, and you try to find different ways to be successful. Um, you try to find the, utilize the strengths of the different players that you have, um, and uh, that you have available that Saturday, um, and you, then you look at the best ways to attack the opponent, the strengths and weaknesses of the opponent, um, to try to put your strengths on their weaknesses and try to um, help. Um, you know where their strengths are going to attack your weaknesses. So I mean, we constantly look at that and constantly self-scout and quality control and um, everything. And you know, and it's it's uh, you know you got to look yourself in the mirror every time and say, was that the best thing to do? Yeah or nay? And sometimes it is the best thing to do, and sometimes you say that wasn't the best thing to do. Um, so you constantly look at that and try to find the best ways to find tune. And, and you tell your players that too. You said, hey, you know you're not you know we screwed up here. You know, you should have made this play here. You know, did we put you in the right position? Yes, we did. Okay, no, we should have done a better job. So, when you're honest with the guys, I believe they keep believing in you and you keep believing in them. Honesty is always, and trust is the best policy for trying to improve anything.
2: Just to ask a quick follow-up, how would you evaluate your guys' play calling as offense and defense?
3: Well, I mean, um, that's for me with my guys. (laughs) Shane Fields had a really scary play at the end of the Arizona game. Yeah. What is the offense going to do this weekend? compensate with this? Um, well, you know, Shea won't be with us this week. We've got other receivers that step up and move around. Good thing Troy Walters does a really good job of double teaching all our guys, and which helps them understand the concept of the offense better. So we'll have guys playing multiple spots out there um, trying to get our best players on the field. Um, and, you know, it's tough losing Shea. Shea's a very good player and um, does a lot of things for us. Um, I think we have some other guys that can make some plays. They might be playing different positions this week, moving around so to speak, at, at different spots. Um, so we just got to utilize the guys differently.
1: Hey, Mike. Um, more on Addison. So he's going to have surgery. I guess is it on his knee? What can you tell us about what the surgery is? Yeah, he
3: um, he's going to have another surgery on his knee and um, his. Um, cartilage area again um, it didn't come back exactly like we'd like it so there's some th- other things they need to do to to make sure it heals back correctly um, and uh, you know he was trying to come back and it just kept swelling up every time he would run swell up every time he run so there was something else so they went back they're gonna go back in and uh, clean it up some more and and try to fix it um, so it was to take a longer rehab and that type of thing so he won't be able to get back this year I
1: assume you've spoken to him since this was decided I know he had a tough off season, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I talked, how, to him. how's he doing? What, what, what was your conversation? Um, before? yeah, we had
3: a good conversation this morning about it. Um, he's doing as, as well as can be expected. Um, uh, you know, so that you know, the, the silver lining on is he would get a red shirt year. Um, the negative side of it, he can't come back and help us. He was, you know, he was playing good early, and he's a really good football player, a guy that um, can make a lot of play. I think he's a top Pac 12 type player when he's healthy. Um, and uh. Uh, so that not having him out there, you know, definitely hurts your defense, um, and uh, not getting him back, um, you know, with the other guys have played a lot now, and so we can keep on moving on, but, uh, and he's also on our leadership council, he's also a captain, and you know, it, all those things, he's not around, it, you know, he's he's not really on the road, and he's in and out of the training room, so you don't have his leadership qualities too, and, and you don't have his playmaking ability. so it's a, it's a, We've been without him, so we've been out of that. We were hoping we'd getting back. So he always had that hope. Um, now we don't have that hope anymore. But um, you know we'll have him back next next fall.
0: Coach, after the CSU game, it felt like there was a feeling around that you guys had kind of gotten over that hump of, of closing a, a late game that you got a mm-hmm. chance. in. these last two home games, it feels like maybe that you've gone back again. Is there another hump that needs to be getting gotten over? Or well,
3: I, I think the kids keep playing though. I don't think they're. I do not think they're sitting back, um, kind of worried about making a mistake. I think they're trying to play, which is a big hump that we've got over. Um, and uh, we just got to go make the plays and, and got to go uh, um, you know, coach it a little bit better and, and, and have the ball bounce our way a couple times and that type of thing. So I don't think that they're sitting back going, uh-oh, I don't want to make a mistake. I think they're playing hard. I did not see that in the game, um, any hesitancy to our guys at all. Was the
6: initial knee injury to, to Addison
3: and was it scoped? I, 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 I don't want to get into all the doctor details because I might say something exactly wrong. We went in, they did some work, they were hoping that that would suffice. If it didn't, there was a, a, a chance that maybe it would swell up and not come or, or be able to move on and play this year with a, um, with a brace and everything and do well. It didn't recover like we would hope, so they're going to go back in and um, do a little bit more. Um, and that would be, have to ask Eric or Dr. Podar or Adam exactly the details of that. I don't know the exact details, but I know we have to go back in.
6: Okay, unrelated question. Could you talk about the development of NEMBOT over your time here, your two and a half years here? Um, and,
3: I don't know um, if we have that long. <laughs> I mean, he started everything. everything right.
6: Recently, and and uh, he's developed into a team leader, right? He's yes. called on the offensive line. Um, and also,
3: does he have a future planning on Sundays? Uh, first of all, Stefan has uh, really, really grown um, in all aspects. And when, y'all, when you get to talk to him and meet him and see him, he's a phenomenal young man, has a bright, bright future, is doing really well in school. Um, yeah, and he has kept developing his body better and better. I mean, he's a specimen, you know, he's six, six and a half, 323, and no fat on him. Um, he has uh, um, kept improving. I would say he's improved every week in football <laughs> and, uh, and he keeps improving and um, he's doing a good job at left tackle. And, um, you know, I definitely think he has a future to play in the NFL. Um, you know, where he gets drafted, I don't know. Um, do I think he'll make a team and play for a long time? Yes, because I think he's built well. I think he's smart. I think he's intelligent. Um, he could um, play a few different spots on the offensive line. And uh, I think that he'll uh, – I think they'll, the NFL team, whoever gets him, would really like him because he's very mature, uh, very articulate, um, very smart. Um, and he's, you know, he's played in every game and he just keeps playing. And I think that's something you look for, the durability, um, especially for NFL linemen, there's no doubt. So I think he has a good chance to do that.
2: Like with uh, Kenneth O'Body, uh is there a chance of him coming back? Yes,
3: the- Kenneth will be back. He'll play Saturday. He practiced today oh, and did good. Saturday. He'll play Saturday. He think. recovered c- quicker than we thought. So we had one that didn't go as good. We had another one that didn't. So um, and that's just you know just how it worked out. Will he go right back in the starting lineup? Uh, yes. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah well, I think yes. You no, know, no doubt. Yes, he will.
1: I'm struggling how to ask this question, but um, when you're coaching a game like Saturday and your teams, I don't know if you're in desperate need of a Pac-12 win, but you guys really. Want to get that Pac-12 win? Is it hard to resist the urge? I guess to coach differently, to have a you know what, for lack better term, screw it, let's just go for it mentality, and maybe stick to proper football principles. I mean, I guess it is it a balancing act between you know what we're going to be super, we're going to be ultra aggressive because what do we have to lose against? This is a smart football play. This gives us the best chance to win mentality.
3: I think you, you do in the moment. What you feel is the best to help your team win a football game, um, and if we feel like we can be aggressive, um, you know, if you if you feel like you have the opportunity to do that, you need to do it. If you feel like you need to be conservative because of the way the certain game's going situationally wise, or where you are on the field, or um, you know, injuries that happen during the game, um, but you you want to try to find a way to to, um, to win every game you're in. Um, there's no doubt. So I, I think. You, you always – I think I always go in with the mentality of, of, of wanting to be aggressive and, and doing that, and then you kind of have to look at the situations in certain games. If, you know, do you go forward on fourth and five, backed up on you own 35 in the first quarter? I don't know if you're that, be that aggressive or not. I mean, you've you got to look at and see what you feel like you need to do.
1: So you resist the urge to let your, I guess, um, whole season outlook affect decisions you make during the game? Look at more of a micro at the yeah yeah you mobile look mobile more mobile at, at that
3: game I, I always I've said it before I look at every game as a season within itself because every game is so different because you know, next week we'll have we'll show up with a different team than the other team shows up with because you with injuries and people coming back and not coming back and um, you know weather and all the different things playing to every game that you play into um, but uh, you know we, we want to try to uh, definitely be aggressive on, on different situations and I think we, we talk about different things going into the game, about how we want to handle certain situations. When you get there, um, you know, sometimes weather plays a factor on certain situations. Sometimes um, uh, injuries play a factor on knowing if you, if you feel like you can do this or that. Um, and, you know, when you get to certain areas of the field, you've already made up your mind going into that game how you want to handle that unless there's a big discrepancy in, in, in certain things that might happen. But uh, I think we always try to go and be in an, an aggressive uh, frame of mind um, with us, for sure.
4: Coach, now that we know you have a KO back, do you still plan to use uh, Gamboa at the inside linebacker spot as, as a starter, or do you plan to rotate the other few guys you have there? We'll,
3: uh, we'll rotate um, in Gamboa, Grant, and Kenneth. You know, Kenneth, he'll have to kind of – I mean, he's in good shape. He hasn't got out of bad shape, but just playing shape when you come right back in. Um, and he wasn't able to do a lot on that on the leg at first, but he's been doing some biking and that type of thing. So we'll rotate those guys in there um, and, and um, work them. And the other guys are playing some special teams too. So you'll kind of rotate them in. Do
1: you expect Juan there as well? Yeah, Grant'll play. I heard of Gary Kubiak yesterday. He was asked about the Broncos' struggling offense. Asked if he was frustrated, and he said. I'm not frustrated. I'm I don't challenged. think he's
3: six and zero. Oh, I don't think he's frustrated. <laughs> you know, he he's said, concerned. I think not I quite the same that. analogy. But, exactly. Uh,
1: you know, he said he was challenged, and it's that he enjoys that challenge. Do you sense that your team still enjoys the challenge of what's in front of them and what they're trying to overcome?
3: Yeah, I do. I think that all these young men came here um, to go to an unbelievable university and get a great education, and they also wanted to play in an unbelievable conference that plays against the best. And, uh, you know, we've got a um, – this game Saturday is a big game, and we've got a lot of other big games ahead and um, a lot of fun atmospheres that we play in uh, and against a lot of great players and great athletes, and I think they um, enjoy um, the opportunity to, to, to go up against them and do that. So I do, I do see that. I do see them excited about every game they've played in, and uh, I see them excited about playing in the Pac-12 games too, especially.
1: any other coach? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, coach. Thank you.